not as hard to do better for you as most people think it is. And it starts with the simple thing. Parents say this all the time. Parents go, my kid will not eat this. My kid will only eat this. But eventually, at the end of the day, we are the ones responsible for what we bring into our household. We're the ones buying the stuff, but not just for the kids, but for ourselves too. But if you start there, it's already a huge change that you can make that would trickle down. Welcome to Homemade. I'm Marty Duncan. We often talk about favorite recipes, food memories, and old family traditions on this show. But on today's show, we're going to talk about some new traditions, including how to take better care of ourselves and our families, especially with so much craziness going on in the world. My guest today was the host of one of my favorite shows, Bravo Sheer Genius. And you've also seen her on Food Network, The Today Show, Rachel Ray, and other shows providing cooking, nutrition, and lifestyle tips. What's the biggest challenge when it comes to feeding? The biggest challenge for me is that when you're a baby, right, you have the baby at home, you give time to feeding and doing everything at home. When you get to toddler stage, you're back at work, life gets on the way, and you're stuck on the stage of chicken nuggets, french fries, mac and cheese, hot dogs, and that is not the nutrition that your toddler needs. Really? Shoot. No, not at all. Kind of a buzzkill. So I want to encourage parents to try, okay? okay? Now, it is those cases where a parent tries everything and it doesn't work, if that's the case, you have to pick your battles. While you may have first gotten to know her as Mrs. Matthew McConaughey and seen her on the red carpet wearing all those beautiful gowns, she's also an entrepreneur. Her lifestyle brand includes a website called womenoftoday.com, and it is a community of influencers, content creators, and experts on topics like parenting, food, nutrition, beauty, fashion, and a whole lot more. She's got millions of followers, including me, on Instagram, and I love following along with her daily life. She opens up the doors and lets you see pretty much everything going on at her house. I'm so thrilled to talk to Camilla Alves McConaughey. Welcome to Homemade. Oh, thank you so much for having me. What a nice introduction. Can you just call me every morning and give me that introduction? Just say Camilla. You know what? (laughs) I will. I'll do it. Yes, I would love that. You know, I had Dory Greenspan, the baker, on my show early on, and Dory told me that for a time, she worked for Julia Child, and Julia would call her every morning, and she said that was like her daily affirmation, like Julia would call her and, come on, let's go, let's do this, let's do that, and she said it was really like her daily motivation. That's amazing, that's amazing. I think it must be nice to have somebody call you like that and say, come on, let's do this. Yes, I might need to start that practice. Yeah, maybe. Me too. I wish somebody would call me, but I I feel like you should pass it on and call somebody else. You never know what somebody's struggling with. I don't care who they are. That's very true. That's very true. You know, you touch, you touch into a point that's very important, and I think it's very important for all of us to be aware of that right now. And just in general, I talked to my kids the other day because they went into... A situation and they were laughing just as kids not you know like fully grasping and they're like well we just thought it was fun it's like no you you can't like 
do you know what's the backstory on that? Do you know why this situation looks like this or why the situation's happening? And they all stopped and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't be laughing because it's so true. Like you never know what somebody is going through. You really, really, really don't know. No, because everybody's Instagram and everybody's social media just looks so cheery that people don't post the hard and painful things most of the time. Yes. So you really never know what somebody is struggling with on the other side. It's true. Kindness is key. It surely is. Listen, you're a mom of three. I saw on your Instagram, you're a new dog mom. You have your mother-in-law living with you like a lot of Americans. So you're really just, even though I know at a very high profile, but you're still a regular American family. It's interesting because Matthew is very, you know, Texas. I'm from Brazil. We're a mixed family. We got three kids. We got an eight-year-old. We got a 11. We got a 12. We had two dogs. We now have four dogs. We just adopted two puppies. We went into the Humane Society to get a cat and walked out with two puppies. Just craziness. I don't know what I was thinking saying yes to that. And I was the one that instigated. I was the one like, yes, let's take both. You know, I'm always like more life, new energy. I mean, we can, we can do this. We can take care of this little guys. Because you couldn't stand to walk away and leave them there. That's why. Oh, geez, my heart is too soft. Is it is a thing. We got, you know, a cat and we got my mother-in-law. Right. So we got from puppies to eight-year-olds all the way up into an 89. 89. She just turned 89. I saw that. Since this whole pandemic started, she moved in with us. And because she's 89 years old and, you know, we have high risk at home. So we've been pretty much kind of handling everything ourselves. So when you say, okay, yes, you know, our family, as you say, high profile, look, we work really hard, really, really hard. But to your point, we're just doing what everybody else is doing, trying to figure out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't had a place to drop off the kids since this whole right. thing started. Nobody does. Everybody's doing that. So that's what I meant. Like, you're just doing it like everybody else. And what we call a sandwich family, you know, there's you in the middle and your kids that you're caring for and raising, but also your mother-in-law that you're helping with now. So you are like a lot of families. You are enduring a lot of the same things. And where I think you bring a lot of value to and why I follow you on Instagram is because not only for the cooking, which you are an amazing cook. I saw you on Rachel Ray one time and that's when I'm like, I'm going to follow her. She's great. And what I like about it, not the fact that a lot of it's healthy, but you bring a lot of awareness to like, read your ingredients, know what you're getting into, see what's on the back. If you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And I love the fact that you're teaching your kids that. Don't you think it's important that we do kind of try to teach the next generations early so they get these better habits early on? So I cannot express to you how important it is to start healthy habits early. So I'm 38 now, and I went through my journey with health problems and all those things. And I go back into everything that I used to do and how I used to do it and how I was raised. And I go, wow, if I only knew and if I only had better habits when I was younger, I wouldn't have it because I see the difference. So I'll give you an example. I, into today, struggle with sugar intake. It's a battle for me. And I go to stages where I'm like really great at it. And I go to stages that is like, oh, especially if you're getting around the time of the month and all of that, I'm like, can't control it. And it's really hard. And we all know it's no argument whether sugar is good for you or bad for you. You can talk to any doctor, any nutritionist, any expert. Sugar is the devil. It just is. We just did a whole month on uh, women of today called Sugar Talk, where we had a bunch of experts and people explaining that. 
But I go over to my husband and he grew up in a way that his mom did not allow him to have much sugar. So they had like on Sundays, they could have milkshake or something like that, right? Or right. only in special occasions. And they just didn't grow up with having around the house and daily intake. So I see him now as an adult and he has no problem with sugar intake. And when he has it, he's like, oh, I enjoy it. He'll have a little bit of it. And he's satisfied. He's done. And I sit there and I go, wow, you know, and it's proven. This is science, you guys. This is not like my opinion. It's proven that, you know, whatever you start with as a kid, it would dictate your journey as an adult, right? And you can change that journey, but it's just harder. It's that much harder. I think it is. And families are so busy. And sometimes you just want to give the kids something to eat and it's not necessarily always the best thing. And a lot of kids are feeding themselves. I do believe that doing better. I'm not trying to preach anybody to be perfect. Yeah, same here. Because <laughs> okay, I'm not. Because I'm not neither. Okay. <laughs> and I like to enjoy life and I do have my treats and I do go bad and all of that with things. But I think you have to. You can't live otherwise. I think you have to. You have to. But I just feel like, well, it's a choice, right? Some people don't and it's a choice and they do great. But what I'm thinking is, it's not as hard to do better for you as most people think it is. And it starts with the simple thing. Parents say this all the time. Parents go, my kid will not eat this. My kid would only eat this. And you're like, okay, I hear you. I went to a stage where my child will only eat beans. But eventually, at the end of the day, we are the ones responsible for what we bring into our household. We're the ones buying the stuff. And not just for the kids, but for ourselves too. And if you stop at the store, when you start doing the grocery, if you go, no, I'm not getting this. And you know what? I need the treat. Let me find a treat that's better for me than that old crappy stuff that I used to get. Or you know what? I'm just going to get myself one little small pack and that's it. Everybody has to understand what kind of personalities they have and what they can deal with and be honest with themselves. But if you start there, it's already a huge change that you can make that would trickle down. I, I think you're so right. You grew up in Brazil, like you said, and you or your family were farmers. Some of my family were farmers, too. And I think we did have some exposure to healthier things early on that stuck with me. We would have a lot of vegetable meals with no meats or anything like that. Now, being from the South, we fried a lot of those vegetables. And yeah, maybe, right. <laughs> yeah, but still, there were a lot of vegetables. From your Brazilian roots, are there recipes and are there food traditions that you grew up with that you still embrace today and things that you've shared with your family? Listen, we always have a pot of beans in the stove. And I take turns. It's either black beans or pinto beans or white ring beans. They cook it on the regular pot or cooked on a clay pot or Mexican style, you know, like we always have a pot of beans in the stove, which beans, guys, is a superfood, right? It is. It's so good for you. It is so inexpensive, so easy to make. You can feed a whole family with it. You sure can. And you can have so many variations of it. So that's one tradition, because in Brazil, we grow up with rice, beans, and 
protein and vegetables and legumes, right? Like that's kind of the plate down there. Right. So we grew up like that was daily. You always have rice and beans in your plate kind of thing. And my family loves it. Yeah. Southerners, we do as well. Butter beans, black eyed peas, things like that were very important to us too. Like you said, you can feed an army with them. You can change them up a lot. Yeah. And they do stretch a long, long way if you're on a tight budget. All right. So with this busy family, what does dinner look like at your house these days? Every night is a little bit different. It depends how much prep time I have or not. But I'm going to tell you some things that I started to do. I tried to like do some batch cooking. Yes. Which I usually try to do it on the weekend or one of the nights, like if I happen to finish work early and kids are happy, things are happy, then I'm like, let's go, Camilla, get in there. And, you know, and I start making dinner and batch cooking at the same time. And I've been using those, you know, the thing that you, what's the name of it? It's vacuum seals. Food saver. Yes. Thank you. Those things are great. Those things are great. So like on a batch cooking, I have this one thing that I do, which I'll cook like a large batch of, let's say, ground beef. And sometimes ground turkey or I'm, or ground chicken, I mix it up. But like, let's say if we cook a large batch of ground beef and then I split in three and then one third will be for like a meat sauce, which I just then add just tomato sauce, basil, garlic. The other third, I add taco seasoning. And I freeze that for a taco Tuesday night. And then the last third, I would freeze it for later on to do like a rice and meat protein vegetable bowl. And I do like Asian style seasoning in it. And I'll tell you one thing that I never did before the pandemic. And I got into it, which it was been doing a baked potato night. I love them. I used to never do that. I'm like, why? I was like, why have I never done this? But, you know, do like the toppings because it's easy. It's fast. You get a potato, it lasts you a long time, as we all know, and um, just a simple, good baked potato bar, and that's been, like, so good. And I've been making a lot of the coleslaw, which I've shared on Women of Today, the recipe as well. Yes, without mayonnaise, too, right? No mayo, so it's better for you, but it tastes great. It's super easy to make. It lasts a long time. And it's the base with the fish on top is the side dish. You can use so many different ways. It's the topping for the taco. So just, again, dinners at home now, it's been a lot of like, how can I get creative and using one ingredient multiple times or cook a large batch, use it some, freeze it for later. Well, cabbage is another one of those great ingredients that doesn't cost much and goes a mile. That brings me back to Women of Today. It's a community-based website. It covers a very wide range of topics, everything like family, beauty, food, wellness, fashion, home, all the things that are important to all of us women. I love the fact, though, that you have a community of people who are providing content providing experiences, and it's not just one voice, it's a multiple platform of voices. Tell me how you got started with that and why that has become such a big focus for you. It makes me so happy that by looking at it, you're like, oh, it's not just one voice. Because that was really, really something that was important to me, that that was not a Camilla McConaughey website. This is really about learning from each other and sharing and, you know, I, I need to learn from you. you. You know, you can learn from Like, we can all learn from each other. For sure. So with our jobs, we have multiple hats in our family, I like to say. Right. But, in you know, with Matthew's work and the work that I do with him and all of that, like, we travel a lot. So when he goes to location, we all go. Y'all pack up and go, too. Everybody, oh, wow. Everybody, the whole family. I've just lived in so many different parts of the world from a very early age, since I'm 19 years old. 
I lived all over. And every time I went into certain countries, other countries, or when I went to the South in the United States, I always felt the sense of community. I always felt like the conversation was a bit bigger and larger with, you know, more people. And if you needed something, you said it. And if that person didn't know, they'll be, well, I don't know, but my cousin might know somebody. Let me call that person. Let me connect you to it. And all of a sudden, the next day you have a new solution. You have answers of things that you are in need of. And I felt like every time I came back, let's call it the mainland, I would get, you know, it was, it would go back into a very close, tight group of maybe five people. And that was it. And it was, and nobody was really open. So I just really wanted to broad that conversation, make it to where we're all part of this community. So it's a community that is focusing on doing better for themselves and their communities. And the whole content on the website, on the Instagram, it's things that the community tell us that they want to learn, that they want to know, and they write, and they send their ideas and recipes. And we talk about it. And we were doing some great events before the pandemic. And um, we've kind of pivoted during the pandemic to really more like necessities in terms like right in the beginning again at first we were going more of recipes and better for you but a little bit more fancier teaching people how to do that and then we very quickly went to nope we're going to teach you how to cook rice and make beans like we started doing this exercise classes in the pandemic we were doing five days a week for free on instagram And out of that community, they started asking, well, now we want to learn about this. We want to learn about lymphatic massage. And hey, can you show how to make recipes that are vegan, which we weren't really focusing before? Hey, can you show us how to teach this? So that all spins off into other content. You're listening to Homemade. Stay tuned to learn how Camilla uses tea to help jumpstart her day and how you can create a tea station at home. She's also going to share her favorite food destinations from around the world. We'll be right back after the break. everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. I'm Marty Duncan and my guest today is Camilla Alves McConaughey. I love the fact that for the beginning of the year, you have really focused a lot of your content and I mean, it's varied, but there's a lot about, you know, getting a kickstart on being healthier for the new year, like everybody makes the resolutions, but you've also had content around taking better care of yourself. Moms and women are often the caretakers for everybody in their lives, but a lot of times we don't take time for ourselves. And I love the fact that you have devoted a lot of space and time to that topic. Can you give us three tips for how you take care of yourself and encourage other people to do that? Yes. Look, I think that it's fundamental that we take those little pauses. And I get it. 
I get it. It's not going to happen every day. It's not going to be perfect. But if you set your intentions and try to do as much as you can, just like with eating habits, if I can try to do as much as I can, you will get the benefits from it. So I try to do little things. So like I set up for myself a tea station. I have all the things that I like to have on my tea and to sit there and make my little combination of spices and herbs and all of that and sit down and have my tea before the day start, before the house gets crazy. The mornings that I'm able to do that, my patience, my happiness, my energy levels are completely different than the days that I just get up and got to run. Well, I think it is for me too, and maybe for everybody, because you're starting from a place of pause as opposed to getting up and having to just run at it. You know, you have a time to think and plan your day a little bit. And Yeah. Another thing I like to do, again, a simple thing, right? Like taking care of your skin or taking care of your hair. I'm big on lymphatic massages. So I can't go to somebody to get a lymphatic massage, but I've learned how to do a version of it with the dry brush. And a dry brush, all it takes is just a couple minutes before you take a shower. And you do it and you scrub it up and it's right there. I also make like homemade scrubs. Really? Yeah, with sugar, honey, you know, different things in it. But I mean, if you want to just a simple one, just put sugar and honey and I leave it in a little a container in the shower. And I just do that. And just that routine of just going like, okay, I'm just taking couple minutes instead of like, oh, I'm just taking a shower to get to cook dinner. I'm just pausing and take a couple minutes to take care of myself. And I get out, my skin looks better, feels better, glowing. Then I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I just, you know, you have that different approach after you take yeah, a little pause. Yeah, I think so. So even little things like that, you know, I cre- created to where I have like a, a string that I put it outside the door. And every so often, kiddos, the string is out the door. Nobody comes in for 20 minutes. Just, I just need 20. You know, and I think that I grew up with a mom who certainly never took any time for herself. She was a busy mom with four kids. And if we can learn anything from the past generations is, is not good for you to put yourself last every day. Yeah. You got to put yourself up there occasionally because you're going to run out of steam if you don't. You say that you keep cinnamon on your tea station. I do too. I have a terrible inflammation as I'm aging. It's become more pronounced. A lot of injuries from playing sports when I was a kid. And I think cinnamon is one of those great ingredients that you can use to help prevent some of that inflammation. So you have the lymphatic brushing, adding cinnamon. You put some things in your teas that I didn't know about. Can you walk me through that? Yeah. So this is what I do with my tea. So I do, I do peppermint tea. I go between using yerba mate or matcha to kind of give me a little bit of the, you know, the energy boost up. And then I add one cinnamon stick. And like you say, it's a great anti-inflammatory to try to bring that down. I do two cloves. I do a little dash of fennel seeds if I don't have fresh fennel. And fennel helps you get rid of excess water. So it makes you like go pee more. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I do a star anise. I love star anise. And then I just have fun with it. Sometimes I just stop right there. Some days I go, you know what? I'm feeling like I need a little bit more anti-inflammatory. So I put turmeric or I put sliced ginger or I add a lemon. It's like a slice of lemon. So I kind of play with it. Another thing too, if you know you're going to have a really crazy morning, you know the Yeti, like, you know the Yeti brand, right? So they have, yeah, so you can also do the night before and in the morning is just the right temperature, but it becomes a very strong tea. 
Oh, really? So you have to kind of watch it because sometimes the cinnamon can become too strong, you know what I mean, for some people. Right. But that's my combination. So cinnamon, cloves, little fennel, star anise, yerba mate, or matcha, one or the other, and peppermint. Okay, so I've noticed that your kids, your daughter particularly, cooks with you sometimes in the kitchen. All the kids cook. All the kids so cook. So I started very young with them. The way I started with them was, it's a mentality here in the States that I see, which is different in, in, in a lot of countries, where you're going to start cooking with kids. It should be caking, uh, baking, sorry, baking, right. making a cake, making you know cupcakes and all of that. I started the other way around. I didn't get them to baking. My daughter just started baking not long ago. So the way I did with my kids was I got them a, you know, one of those electric pans that you plug in and you can control the heat. So I started getting them to cook because they love eggs in the morning. So, well, you start cooking your eggs. So they started cooking the eggs and then they started adding things in the eggs. And then we started doing, okay, now let's do a stir fry rice because they like that. And then they really fell in love with cooking and they do smoothies and they really get into it. My daughter took her a little bit longer because I think that my son, the oldest, he's really good in the kitchen. And he comes up with like random stuff. Like, so like he, his favorite breakfast to make is, and he came up with this. He chops garlic, onions, turkey, kale, and he just satays all of that really well done. And then he does eggs on the side and avocados. Like, that's his thing. It's really good. And, it's just, and you've got somebody cooking for you, too. How lovely right? is that? Exactly. So all the kids cook. I take turns in the morning of who makes breakfast. And then we take turns every so often of them making some form of dish, a meal. So we take turns in the kitchen. You know, one thing I did want to talk to you, we we're talking about kids, and I did want to talk to you about this because, you know, I think on the first blush, it might look like you're incredibly beautiful and you're incredibly smart. So on first blush, it may oh, look like kind. you've Thank always you. had it super easy, but you came here very young and you didn't come here as a model. You, like I think a lot of people probably have the perception you came here and then worked in a thousand jobs until you decided you were right. <laughs> like, seriously, can you tell us a little bit more about your backstory? Because I think it's so inspirational. Yes. You know, I moved here when I was 15 years old. My aunt lived here. I came to visit with my mom and I got on the plane with my mom and I had two suitcases full of books. Okay. Because in Brazil, the education is different. So it was the last year before I was going to college, right. deciding what I was going to do. So you have tests. It's very intense. You have tests every week and all of that. So I had all the books because I was going to miss all this stuff. And I just, I looked at my mom in the plane before we took off. I looked at my mom and I was like, I was like, mom, I don't think I'm coming back. Wow. And she looked at me and she went, I know you're not. And I was like, and we didn't say a word to each other again about it. Like, it's just kind of, you know. So I came in and my aunt, she used to be a model in Brazil. And when we arrived, I was a tomboy. She dressed me up. Oh my gosh, the most <laughs> horror, horror. I mean, I was horrified. She put on like this tight, short gold dress and this big high heels. I mean, it was, I was terrified. And she took me to modeling agencies here. And one of the modeling agencies said yes, that they want me to stay and work. But it took a long time. It took from 15 into the age of 19 for me to actually start working as a model. So up until then, I mean, I didn't speak a word of English. All I knew how to say was, hi, how are you? How much is this? And I'm sorry, I don't speak English. 
That was it. Really? That was it. And it's so funny because once in a while, you know, we used to sing that song, born to be wild, you know what I mean? And I used to sing that simple line and not know what it meant. That's how bad my English was, okay? I've got a best friend from Argentina and she's the same thing. She used to sing some songs because she was learning English through the music and she would sing the most inappropriate things. I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) You know, we went from having everything and I had to move out of my uncle's house. They were going through a divorce. I had to move out and was sleeping in somebody's couch with three huge dogs and had to figure out. So literally just pull up the newspaper and I was like, what kind of jobs can I do that it's honest? And I was starting seeing ads for cleaning houses. So I come from a family, my father's side, they're all farmers. My dad is a farmer into today. And We grew up, we had people working in our house and all, but my dad always said, hey, he was very old school this way. He was like, you need to know how to take care of your home because you can be a queen, but what happens when your staff doesn't show up? What do you do? Right. And so we grew up like knowing we had a sense of how to take care of a household and what to do. So I knew how to do that. So I was like, great, that's how I'm going to start. I didn't need to speak English for that. So I started cleaning houses. And then I would go and take English classes at the community college down in Redondo Beach at night. And I used to ride my little cousin's bike. It was the funniest thing over there and uh, do classes at night. So as I start learning English, then I start working at a store and then I learn more English. Then I start working as a hostess at a restaurant. Then I learned a bit more English. Then I started being a waitress into I got my call from New York City, from the agency in New York. And... They said, we're ready for you. And that was 19. So that was four years of like just hustling, working hard, learning the language. And then I moved to New York by myself. I just love this story. It's on the Women of Today website, y'all, if you want to read it for yourself and read what Camilla went through when she came here. It wasn't instant magic, you know. It took a minute, and she had to work really hard. I don't think you've stopped working. You've got not just the Women of Today site. You have, like you said earlier, a foundation that you're very involved with. Can you tell us a little bit about that, too? The one thing that brings probably the most amount of joy is the foundation, is the Just Keep Living Foundation. It's a program that we started over 12 years ago, and we have programs across the country in different states, and we're kind of everywhere, and we're after-school program. It's high school, it's Title I school, it's that age that a lot of people don't want to deal with, but it's also that age that once they leave school, if they don't change their behavior, they're not just getting a pull on the ear from the principal. Right. They're going to jail. They're, it's real consequences after that. So we have all these kids that come to our programs, kids that were in gangs, kids that were depressed, kids that were not healthy. We also get like sports kids and happy kids. We have the outcasts. Our program somehow has been able to break barriers with kids. And we have all kinds of different kids in there, even special needs kids That's wonderful. in there. And they're all together. And we teach them nutrition on the budget, exercise. We do gratitude circle. This is a big, big thing that it sounds very small and very simple, but it has had such a huge effect on the kids. Every day of the program, we do field trips. A lot of these kids have never left their neighborhood, ever. I have this sweet story that sometimes I like to share with is one of the programs in Austin, Texas, they went on a hike and halfway through the hike, this kid just froze up and he was looking at the body of the lake. And 
the coach couldn't really get the kid to talk or move, and then the kid finally was like, okay, and, and when moving with the group, the kid go on, does really well at school. I mean, the kid was about to be a dropout, goes on, does really well, graduates, and as soon as he graduates, he comes back to the coach in our program and say, I want to share something with you that day in that hike. He goes, I have never left the walls of my neighborhood. I was stuck on a gang mentality and what everybody else did before me. That day when I saw the body of water, it made me realize that it's more in the world than the four walls of my neighborhood. And the kid went in, signed up for the Navy. When we have kids that go into Harvard, we have kids working in the White House. There's so many ways that the program has impacted kids, it's pretty beautiful to see. So we do field trips, we do guest speakers from all walks of life, because we never know what is going to you know, hit with what child. Yeah, what's going to stick. So we have anywhere from celebrities to business to hairstylists to construction people to people that were in jail and just come out of jail. We have all walks of life come in and talk to them. And we also did this one part that is very interesting that we didn't know if it was going to work or not in the program and is a hundred percent attendance every time we do, which is community service. So we tell the kids we're giving to you, we're gonna hold you accountable to give it back to somebody else. And in the beginning, what they told us was, I have so little, I never thought I could help somebody else. And with the community service aspect, they have such an ownership. I mean, sometimes these kids have to wake up at five in the morning on a Saturday, on a Sunday, and it's 100% attendance every time with whatever giving back component that we have as part of the program. So that it's really, really special to see all they've been doing. Anyway, I can go for hours, but if anybody wants to learn more. That must be so rewarding and so fulfilling. Yeah, tell us what it's called in case. Yeah, if anybody wants to learn more, it's the Just Keep Living Foundation. All right, and y'all can go to the website, check it out, and find out what they're doing that is causing these kids to 100% show up on a work day. I think that's pretty amazing, and it must feel so rewarding. Listen, you spoke earlier, and I know we're about to run out of time here, but I want to go back to one thing. You do travel a lot. You always have when you, in your modeling career now when you guys could go as a family and you're on set somewhere for weeks, months, whatever. Yeah. What's your favorite food? What's your favorite place to go for food? And where would you most like to go that you haven't been? Oh, anywhere in the world? Yeah, anywhere. I'm not taking you. I'm not like, I don't have a plane, but if you could go, <laughs> where would you go? That's a really hard question. I'm going to give you a couple answers, okay? Okay, great. Turkey, the food there, it's amazing. Agreed. Italy. Of course. Okay, food there, it's amazing. And then New Orleans, Louisiana, baby. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. it. It is like a different place, too, isn't it? Uh, it's a oh place unto itself. We were talking about it just yesterday because Mardi Gras canceled. So, you know, a lot of us would be down there right now. Hitting up all of our favorite places, seeing all of our favorite things, the street musicians, all the fun that goes on during Mardi Gras. And we're not able to do it this year, so we're kind of missing that. But yeah, New Orleans, baby. Just oh. a unique place in this world, isn't oh, it? It really is. If people listening haven't been, when things calm down, you got to make your way down there. Okay, where's your first place you're going when you hit New Orleans? Where's your first place you're going to eat? Ooh, I'm going to go to, oh my gosh. What's the name again? It's on St. Charles Street, and they have the best little 
What is the name of those little cakes that they have there? It's salty. Salty? Croquette. Yeah, it's almost like a croquette kind of, not croquette, like a kiwi almost. Like beignet? No, no, no. Sweet. That's the yeah. sweet. So this is why I love this place. So it's called New Orleans Seafood House, something like that. The name is, it's not coming to me. But the restaurant has got the best little, like, it's almost like a kiwi. Like, it's this little appetizer, and you got the dipping sauce, and it's the best. So I go there, and I eat that. And then connected to it, they have the beignet place. So they have the restaurant, and then they have the coffee shop connected to it. It's the same owner. And they have, in my opinion, the best beignets in New Orleans. Oh, you got to come to Alabama then, because I'm going to have to take you somewhere for the world's best beignets. Oh, really? Really? I've sent you my recipe. Please do. I will do. That, it's one of those splurges, though. I did a savory version of it on Guy's Grocery Games with Justin Warner, and we ended up winning the $20,000 really? because of those beignets. Yeah. Troy said, I was standing in line in New Orleans on a 100-degree day for two hours to get those beignets. So I think they were good. Nice. Please, can you share the recipe with us? We can share our women of today. Yeah, I would love to share recipes with your community. Are you kidding me? I would absolutely love it. And we would love to share one from you with our All Recipes family as well. I will love that. Yeah, we you have to send us one that we can share with our All Recipes family. They would love it. You can never have enough family. You can never have enough community. You can never have enough support. It's a big, busy world and everybody's swirling around and it's so nice to have somewhere you can go to find people who are either similar-minded or help you along your journey somehow. I think y'all are doing amazing things with the website and also with your foundation. And I don't want to keep you all day, and I could because you're a delight. But thank you so much, Camilla, for being on Homemade with us today, for talking about your life and your kids and your mother-in-law. Hey, by the way, I love those kitchen karaoke's. Y'all keep those going. (laughs) I want to come over and do one one of these days. I loved your Tina Turner tribute. That was that was fun and having her <laughs> sing along with you that was just so brilliant and there's a million more things i'd love to talk to you about but i just want to say thank you for being so open and so sweet and taking so much time with us and being just so generous thank you thank you thank you for having me and hey if anybody has that drive to help others it's not that hard go do it keep sharing the love and spreading the love with each other right now and we work hard we play hard we love hard that's right thank you so so much for having me i really appreciate it and here for you anytime please visit womenoftoday.com for recipes self-care tips and more from their community Like me, you can follow Camilla on Instagram, and the foundation we discussed earlier is called Just Keep Living. That's living without the G. Information on all the important work they do with school-age children can be found at jklivingwiththegfoundation.org. All right, y'all. If I say mozzarella or bruschetta, does that give you a clue as to my next guest? I am so thrilled to have the one and only Giada De Laurentiis on the next episode of Homemade. I had to find ways that I wouldn't feel deprivation. I think that is the mentality that we have. I'm going to go on a diet. Well, most of the time, for most people, that means I'm going to deprive myself of all the things that I love. Well, what happens psychologically? That's all you think about 24-7. I can't wait to have that piece of candy. I can't wait to have that plate of pasta. 
So why don't we just have it the way that I grew up, which is small amounts? Giada has a brand new cookbook and a new series on traveling Italy, so you won't want to miss this episode. Please subscribe to the podcast right now. It's just one click. Also, I'd really love your feedback. If you could rate Homemade and leave us a review, I'd really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can find thousands of recipes, meal ideas, and cooking how-tos from the world's largest community of cooks at allrecipes.com. This podcast was recorded in Birmingham, edited in Atlanta, and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Homemade is produced by All Recipes with digital content director Jason Burnett. Thanks to our Pod People production team, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Danielle Roth, Jim Hankey, Maya Croft, and Erica Wong. I'm Marty Duncan, and this is Homemade.